Hi, I'm Billy. She, they. And I'm Jordan. She, her. And this is the Rebel Movement Podcast. The show where we are declaring freedom from diet culture and toxic positivity, from mental health, diet culture in the fitness industry, to pregnancy, postpartum, and everything else in between, we're here to talk about it. This is a Rebel Movement. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about all the stuff we've been talking about recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fun. You know, I kind of wish we were recording our conversations all the time. So yeah. I feel like that was a good like little I don't know, mm-hmm. debate thing we had. And like it was. I don't know. It's <laughs> like, yeah. well, now we gotta write it down so we can record it. <laughs> Maybe sometime <laughs> we could just like start start the zoom and just like record like just record like the, shit the preamble like the discussion being, yeah <laughs> yeah and then just like see if it ends up being like I don't know because I feel like sometimes I really like like listening not that we're gonna do this necessarily every time but sometimes I really like listening to a podcast and I'm just talking about like the books they read and like the their opinions on this like post they saw and like yeah me too mostly because like I'm just like with, hanging out with them yeah because I do I'm <laughs> doing like chores like doing the dishes or something yeah or yeah. driving and it just feels like people are chit-chatting in my car Mm-hmm. maybe we could try that sometime yeah well I mean let us know if you like that idea I have like a little tidbit that I was like thinking about talking about um so we're going on a trip soon it's a road trip by the time this comes out we'll have been back for probably two weeks but um <laughs> uh anyways we're road tripping from where we live uh near Upper Canada Village to um Halifax and back um and we're camping uh six out of the t- nice. 10 nights or the nine nights or whatever um three nights there then we're gonna stay uh in, at an apartment in Halifax for a little bit and then three nights on the way back um yeah I'm crazy nervous to camp with the kids because I'm afraid that Taryn is just gonna cry all night long he's the youngest and that people are gonna get really mad at us and yell at us terrified mm-hmm. of that um yeah <laughs> Or that I'm going to be stuck up nursing all night long to keep him quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, anyways, in a, a tent on the ground, I just can't imagine having to be up all night. <laughs> um, nursing is already uncomfortable, like in a sitting position enough. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, the thing that I think is interesting is we have two dogs. And so I had to figure out what to do with them. And I don't really like kenneling them because I feel like they have a lot of anxiety. Because <laughs> they're, uh, they're not yeah. COVID pups, but you know, they spent two years with us and that was not seeing anyone ever. Um, and because we have a backyard, you know, they're not very socialized anymore. Um, so I don't think, like, I think Felix probably has a fine enough time. He has more anxiety, but like he likes other dogs better and he's happy as long as someone's throwing a ball, but Nora doesn't like other dogs. <laughs> she's no. no, she's fine with people. She doesn't like some men, you know, usually tall men. She's like, doesn't, not a fan of them. She hates high viz. So she, you know, gets set off pretty easily. Um, she's like very aggressive about like fluffy dogs and poodles. Like just like okay. truly not her cup of tea. doesn't matter the size of the poodle. Um, and so, you know, she just like, she just doesn't, it's, it's just not fun for her to be around other dogs. No. So then I feel like maybe they get mad at her because she's starting fights with everyone. And then she just sits in a cage for the whole time that we're gone yeah. uh which like I can kind of be okay with for like 
a very short stretch of time, you know, if I need to put them somewhere and I can't take them with us. Oh, we have like no one in the family who can watch them. Like it's just like, isn't oh, a thing. No. Yeah. Most people don't like dogs or don't have a space to put them. And they're, they're big dogs too. So um, I get it. Um, anyways, so I was like trying to figure out what to do. Kennels are out just, I mean, I get why they're expensive, but holy fuck, forking over like $800 for this when I'm like oh like we're road tripping because we can't afford to do anything else like yeah this is the this is the max of our budget right now um but then I found this uh site slash app um called trusted house sitter so Hmm. I hope that this will turn out to be a good review I will give you an update in a few weeks (laughs) um but basically it looks like you sign up you pay like a yearly fee and as the um, house slash pets and you mm-hmm. advertise or like you like Airbnb kind of you say like you write a whole thing about your house you put pictures up and like all this kind of stuff you put pictures of your dogs um, and then you say we're, we're gone from this day to this day and we're looking for someone to like what are the responsibilities okay well they just need to be fed twice a day and someone needs to take them out to the backyard so they can pee and poop and then bring them back inside that's all I want mm-hmm. someone to do I don't need you to do anything more than that I just want them to be at home I want them to be safe and I need them to be fed mm-hmm. and taken outside that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you, please don't try to walk them. Like don't, yeah. it's not going to end well for you. If you try to walk them, like, it's just, you know, you need to be really strong and very confident to walk these dogs. Cause they're, they're large. Mm-hmm. They're both apparently under a hundred pounds, but it does not feel like it. If they see a cat or a bunny. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's two of them. So if you're walking them by yourself, like I can do it, yeah. but I've been doing it for three years, you know, yeah. you're, um, you're expected and stuff. And I know, I know what to do. I know how to read them and all this kind of stuff. So I don't want someone to do that. I just want someone to take them into the backyard, let them play for a little bit, you know, bring them inside, put them in the basement if it's too hot for them to be upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause again, Nora's a Pyrenees. So she overheats really easily when there's, oh, especially fair. when yeah. there's heat waves. Um, she's a mountain dog. <laughs> like she's not, not built for 40 <laughs> degrees. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyways, anyways, you pay this like yearly fee and it's like literally the cost of maybe two nights in a kennel. Um, and then the people on the other end of it pay a yearly fee to belong to this, like, okay. a, like almost like a membership club, right? So people have houses and pets and then people need a place to stay as they're mm-hmm. traveling. Um, so it's like a one-time fee. And then oh. you just like, you just find places. You're like, so people cool. were like, oh, hey, I'll be in the area on those days. I'd love to come hang out with your dogs and obviously like stay at your place. So they don't pay uh-huh. again to stay. Um, they mm-hmm. just pay the the people like the trusted house sitter organization and you've just paid them so you don't have to pay the house sitter or the dog sitter mm-hmm. um yeah so we have two people who are like i don't know they're from europe uh, i'm not gonna be more specific than that <laughs> uh, yeah, <fair>. <laughs> <laughs> you know they started off in nova scotia and they're kind of making their way across the country um and Ooh. so they're just trying to find little places to stay as they move along That's very and cool. uh yeah. So they just paid their little fee and now they get all these places to stay for free and we paid our fee. And then for the rest of the year, if we need someone to watch the dogs again, hopefully this will be a really, really awesome experience. Um, we just like tell the network that we're looking yeah. for someone and then someone will be like, Hey, I'll be in the area for those days. Yeah. Can I come stay at your house? Nice. So anyways, I'm crazy excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> find. That's and I'm, awesome. I'm just like, so, because then I started being like, Oh my goodness, where can we go in the world? Because yes. you have to be just a, be just a house or just a sitter, or you can sign mm-hmm. up for both, which is like oh, obviously cool. a higher fee to be on both ends yeah. of it. 
but you're allowed to like look at the network no matter what side you're on right oh cool which is kind of cool so i can look at all the places in the world people are like hey come hang out at my amazing fucking house in the Pyrenees mountains Mm-hmm. cuddle with my cute ass dog feed my two cats and then these that's two great. birds that like come to our house to eat food who like uh, they're not domesticated birds they're just two birds that show up at their house every single day <laughs> like i want to do this yeah so you just <laughs> like at the base of the Pyrenees mountains uh yeah. like northern spain they're like oh yeah you can hike into france if you want to I was like, what i want to do this oh <laughs> so i was that's like nice. kyle should we go here for for christmas <laughs> and then you know he's like well you know i might be uh, his school whatever um doing stuff over that christmas break i don't know yet i was like "Ooh, but what about for your graduation present <laughs> start, <laughs> start looking for things in april and may <laughs> can we get awesome. a 10 day stress from the south of france please thank oh you my God. yeah because <laughs> you get the house for free oh you just have to feed the dogs awesome. <laughs> or their chickens awesome. sometimes there's horses yeah. so if you have experience That's with cool. these animals i know a huge fucking tangent that took way too yeah. long that we could cut no, out like it. but like <laughs> no, i'm very excited about this and i hope that That's it goes cool. well and also mm-hmm. if it does go well it's a very cheap way to travel the world now yeah yeah just um, buy my plane ticket <laughs> yeah don't watch the netflix special netflix <laughs> man versus b before you do this or while you're gone <laughs> okay just sounds don't good. do it just skip it don't do it it'll stress <laughs> you out too much yeah, I'm like a little bit stressed. They won't be able to handle Nora because <laughs> she seems like a giant cuddly bear, and she mostly is. Yeah, but she's very particular and cr- incredibly strong. I love and animals. can easily run away from you. <laughs> yeah, it's very cute that she's like mm-hmm. upset about fluff and like poodles. She's oh. like, I don't like your like hair. <laughs> like upset upset though like. <laughs> You know, like you really want a guard dog because you're like, oh, if anyone breaks in, like they'll rip them to shreds. Yeah, but then that's their attitude all the time, though. Like, oh, yeah. like it's fantastic. <laughs> I know that we're safe because you have to go through her to get to us. And she's <laughs> she when she's decided who's in her pack, it happens all the time at the dog park or whatever. Like, especially she's very like maternal. Um, but like animal maternal, so aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, if she like finds puppies, like they're in her pack, like children, they're yeah. in her pack. So mm-hmm. even like if the parents or like their family dog tries to get to them, she's like, uh, excuse me, you need to back off right now. Oh my goodness. Like these ones are mine now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So there's a yeah, great tyranny very protective. My work all the time. Um, <laughs> now we're really close. Like now we're good friends. The other day they came in and she just lay down on the ground and looked yeah. at me and she's like, refused to leave. <laughs> yeah. Cuddle muffins. So, yeah. Like she'll let the kids climb all over her. Um, and she gives like a couple good, like warnings, like growls you know, Mm -hmm. before she freaks out, um, which is fine. Like, I don't think anyone wants their eyelids being pulled. So (laughs) that's a reasonable measured response. You know, so she'll give you some like warnings before she's about to freak out, um, which is really great, I think. Um, But yeah, no, no. Like a guard dog is, (laughs) they're not just like on at nighttime. They're on all the time. (laughs) So anyway, she's, she's a lot to handle. So I hope these people can handle it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to write like a very detailed yeah. uh, thing about our house and our dogs and what to do so that hopefully they have all the information. Nice. But um, yeah. yeah, anyways, jazzed, jazz, jazz, jazz about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm excited. excited. So you have to let us all know what, how it goes and <laughs> how your trip is and stuff when you're back. <laughs> I'm excited, but really nervous. Like, I think it's going to be beautiful, but I just, I just don't want there to be a bunch of hurdles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope there's not. Mm-hmm. I hope there's not. I totally get the stress though. I tend to like 
for new types of things I'm like oh no what if I forget this thing and like this weird thing happens or whatever it's like I want to go camping with the kids so badly and I know people Mm -hmm. do it I'm more worried about like other people not being very forgiving for the fact Mm -hmm. that like you know we have a two-year-old and a one-year-old with us yeah and they might cry and also Taryn's cry is so high pitch I've never heard a baby cry like this before it is it is loud (laughs) (laughs) it is made to make sure that you don't forget that he's there (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is loud (laughs) like Arden cried but it got to a point where like you can kind of tune it out like as you're dealing with it Mm. but Taryn tries to hit these decibels that will for sure blow your eardrums out Mm. and that's what I'm worried about (laughs) 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 but then Uh, sometimes he'll sleep through the night so it's really I wish it was more reliable but it is not maybe all the fresh air I will I don't know we'll see like I just kind of one of those like rip the band-aid moment off off moments you know like I want to camp and the only way to figure out how to camp with children is to camp with children children. like you just have to do it it's like figuring out how to hike them figuring out like the first time I went to the grocery store with both of them like you know you can't just read about it like you just have to do it it. and then figure out okay so let's reassess (laughs) what went wrong (laughs) yeah (laughs) how can we make this better yeah so that's Mm -hmm. why we're staying at an apartment halfway through the trip um we booked like a a place in Halifax that way it's like you just had to get through three nights and then we have three mm. nights off <laughs> yeah, where awesome. they can get proper naps and they can, you know, like we can reset if it went mm. really badly, we can make a better plan for the second mm. three nights. Um, so I think that was a good call, <laughs> but so we will, we'll awesome. see. I'll give you my recap we'll in a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, so today we're going to talk about mental health a bit. And so I'm just going to do it like a really quick, like, I called it the sciencey portion. I did a mental health, um, supporting mental health group a couple times. I still have it. It's just on a hiatus right now as I'm, you know, launching the on-demand and doing the anti-diet workout club. I've just had to like pause it. I'm re-designing it to then launch in a way that makes more sense for everybody. Um, so if you've done that before, this might sound a little familiar. So I'm doing what I called the sciencey portion, um, like, five minutes so I don't bore you um and then go into some tools to help support your mental health so that we're not going to like deep dive into like big triggering things necessarily but if you want to skip to the sciencey part that's cool um it would just be some like resources at the end that are help that might be helpful um and I will also say like we said it before I'm not a scientist I am not a licensed therapist um, or a medical professional. So I, if you are needing a medical professional, like seek that. Don't like take this as like the one true thing. Um, that's my little dis- like disclosure for you. <laughs> okay, so before, one of the first things I'll say, just for those who might not know, um, our nervous system has a couple of like multiple responses, but a couple of them more specifically pertaining to our mental health that I'm going to talk on. One of them, one of them is sympathetic nervous system response, which is like fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Um, and then parasympathetic nervous system, 
parasympathetic nervous system response. So freeze. Um, oh no, wait, ignore all of that. I just said it wrong. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I read my notes wrong. Paris, I, I know this. I've said this like a hundred times. Parasympathetic <laughs> is rest and digest. Sympathetic is fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Hopefully that makes sense. Sorry if I already confused you. All right. So specifically exercise and its benefit for mental health. Um, and I know that the word exercise is triggering for some folks. So I will do my best to switch this to movement, but just for the sake of this, I mean, any movement like walking, running, yoga, whatever. And there are some specifics in here too. So movement improves your mental health quite a bit. It reduces your anxiety, depression. It helps decrease stress. It helps increase self-esteem, cognitive function. It helps boost energy by releasing endorphins, like the feel-good chemical endorphins. Um, And I, it's been a while since I've talked about all this stuff. So I'm just trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anything and I'm making sense. Um, I used to say this, be able to say this, like essentially memorized um <laughs> like I, anyway it's all there okay. so it's notes, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um so it you've probably heard before that it increases your heart rate which is one of the benefits like one of the bigger benefits of movement specifically Usually they say for about half an hour of movement, it can be like dancing in your living room, as we talked about before, it could be like walking, whatever. Um, so that stimulates neurohormones that keep stress and cognitive function, like that help with stress and sorry, help with cognitive function. The movement, your movement practice, I keep wanting to say exercise, movement practice helps your central and sympathetic nervous systems function better together, communicate better together, and also helps your overall ability to respond to stress. So like your window of tolerance gets a little bit wider. Um, And any, whatever the movement is, is better. There's like more benefits if it's mindful. So you're aware of, like you're paying attention to what's happening in your body and where your body is and, noticing breath, that kind of thing. Um, Another thing that's helpful is taking deep breaths. Taking deep breaths, I feel like all of you probably just took one, hopefully, um, can help reverse your sympathetic response, your fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Um, And movement and mindfulness practice as a whole can help to like reintroduce your brain and body, which is specifically like you know, that has its own benefits as well. Um, Also oxygenates blood, increases energy. So like lots of great benefits. That's just like touching on it. Cause as I said, I don't want to go into it. I I do have all the knowledge. Like, I don't want you to think, oh, I'm just reading off a page and I don't know what I'm saying. I have all the knowledge. The words are the part that I'm struggling with today, (laughs) struggling with today. But yeah, it's a really deep um, and very interesting topic to me. And I think that you know, we're not necessarily all here to learn about that. So maybe in a different episode, we'll go deeper into it. But for now, I want to give you some resources. And I'll slow down a little so that hopefully this makes sense. If you're not an auditory person, you can always 
reach out to me via email and I will do my best. I think I have a page of it all written down. So we're talking about breath exercise, breath exercises. I just want to say quickly first that sometimes breath exercises where you're holding your breath is triggering for a lot of folks holding breath, either on the, like on after your inhale or before your inhale can be a huge stress trigger, like a huge, um, flight flight trigger. So if that is the case, if you start to feel that at any point, whether it's like, you know, doing this along or in a class in the future, just know that like maybe shorten the length. Think of it as like a pause. If they're asking you to hold your breath for like five breaths, just like pause for one. How does that feel for you? If it's like, you don't want to go past your window of tolerance, like past the point where you feel like you can, you know, breathe through and like control it. So in that one of the breath exercises that is often taught and can be helpful is square breath, which is inhale for say four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four. In my experience, and just in my teaching experience, I've done quite a few mental health um, specific classes and mental health, um, mental health first aid and mental health trainings and all that kind of thing. Holding your breath, like I don't usually teach it that way. If I'm teaching a mental health specific class, I'll say inhale for four, pause for one or two, depending on the person's tolerance, exhale for four, and then pause for one or two, usually one to start. And then I give the option to like, you know, extend that if it works better for you. So I think of it more like a rectangle, <laughs> rectangular breath. That's the first one. That's one that is, you can do anywhere, don't need anything. Another one that is very helpful to bring awareness to body is sliding your thumb along the tips of your fingers as you breathe in and then reverse the direction as you breathe out. Generally trying to slow down your breath is sort of helpful there. So you're not wanting to like, <laughs> like not that fast, go slower. <laughs> um, and then another way of doing that is connecting a movement to breath in a different way. So you might like inhale, reach your arms overhead or just like lift your arms in the air. And then exhale, lower your arms. If you start to lengthen your exhale one or two beats longer than your inhale, it generally will help trigger parasympathetic nervous system as well, if it's a safe feeling for you, right? Um, and then I'll just give one more for breath. I like using, some people, I know myself, like using, um, I just forgot what they're called. I'm just going to say like a little saying in my head. There's another word for it, but I can't remember it. Um, and when I inhale, I'll think, I feel like Jordan's laughing because she probably knows what it is. I said, I said, is it a mantra? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. I was also muted. Um, I had no idea. Oh, so. <laughs> oh. Well, did I miss anything else? No, that was it. Okay. I was, I, okay. I'm trying to make sure that you have space to, to talk <laughs> hear my breathing in the background. Uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. I just wanted to like make sure that you weren't like, why is Billy ignoring me? No, no, no. <laughs> Rude. All right. So when you inhale in the in your brain or out loud, think I am right here. When you exhale, think right now. So I am right here, right now. And then obviously like variations of them. But those are the I'll just give you those ones for breath. There's tons more, but 
I don't want to overwhelm you. For movement, essentially, anything that you find fun can be step number one. I know that when you're in a having when you're in a difficult space, headspace, often there's this tool that is so difficult and annoying, but is really helpful and needed is called acting opposite. So if you're saying feeling really sad, you don't want to listen to happy music and go for a walk. You want to listen to sad music and lay on your bed, which is okay to do sometimes. But at some point, acting opposite will help. So what you might do is when you're feeling grounded, write down a list of things that like movements or whatever that feels helpful for you. So it could be like, I like this specific YouTube thing and you like make a playlist like this YouTube class playlist or this, you make a playlist on whatever platform you use for music and like go for a walk in your neighborhood or like you're to your favorite park or like watch the water, like things like that, like write them down. And then when you're having a hard time, you can consult the list, like see it on your fridge, whatever, and be reminded to do those things. So it could be anything. It could be like something as like small as just wiggling your body. So you're bringing awareness to there could involve like shaking your body out. Sometimes if you're feeling really anxious or stressed, it can be helpful to like, just as if you imagine like shaking out some of the energy, it's not gonna make you feel like 100% cured or like 100% better right away, but it might like take it down a notch, like make it a little less loud. Um, there are some poses that are specifically helpful, that can be specifically helpful, like a forward fold, um, anything where you're, like if you stand up and then hinge at your hips and fold forwards, you might like, you know, lean your hips against the wall. You might use a chair underneath your arms. So when your head is below your heart, it triggers parasympathetic nervous system. So your rest and digest, um, especially helpful if you breathe a little slower. I've heard people say that it can help them sleep a little better. Um, I have not experienced that specifically, but I have heard lots of other people say it's helpful. Things like child's pose, um, can be helpful. That said, child's pose for some folks is very triggering. Same thing with well, forward fold. So you know your body best. Do you know variations of it that feel best for you? Um, and then things like back bends we've mentioned before can trigger a sympathetic. So fight or flight. Um, so if you're feeling anxious maybe avoid those ones in your practice. Um, and then in general, doing movements that involve a lot of leg muscles. So like doing powerful pose or doing squats can be helpful to ground you because it's their muscles in your legs are quite big muscles. They obviously have to do a lot of stuff to do to carry you around and everything. So doing things like squats, doing, you know, uh, warrior two, those kinds of things can be really helpful in grounding as well. And then the last part I have here, the last section, there's tons more. And I have, I think I actually have a resources page on my website now. Um, I'm still building up the mental health section, but hopefully by the time this is out, it'll be a little bit bigger. Um, when we're talking about mindfulness and meditation, I will just give a disclaimer that longer meditations are not necessarily helpful for everybody. If you have a lot of trauma or suppressed memories, you might start with short meditations. And maybe if you're feeling like doing longer meditations, do it in a space that you have a lot of extra support. So like if you have a therapist or a trusted loved one, that kind of thing. Um, it's not obviously a 
one size fits all things. So maybe some people, if you have suppressed trauma and suppressed memories, you are fine. Um, you don't have any of that, but just something to be aware of. It's a little disclaimer because it's not really talked about a lot. So mindfulness, there's things called mindful body scan where you're essentially like bringing your awareness from one like tip of your body <laughs> to the top of your body. That's from one really end to the other. The <laughs> um, you can do things like walk, like mindful walking. So being, bringing your attention to like where your feet are on the ground, how your the muscles in your legs are feeling, like slowing it down. It could be something like becoming really aware of if you're like doing like the dishes start to notice like the, the temperature of the water and the feeling of like the soap or whatever. When I'm explaining mindfulness, I like to explain it like, bear with me, this is just a bit of a strange analogy for some folks. Imagine you met an alien who has, their planet is absolutely nothing like ours. They don't know what any, like they don't know what a car is. They don't know what like um, water feels like. They don't know what like the wind sounds like. If you take away all those descriptors, how would you explain this situation? So instead of being like, I hear the wind, be like, oh, there's like a whooshing, like a fast whooshing or like in your body, like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. It's like, okay, what does that, what does that mean though? Like what sensations is that? Like, oh, I feel like a fluttering, like a really fast fluttering or vibration that's in my chest or does it, does the sensation or does the, um, sensory thing have like a sound, a color, a texture, like going into some of those details um, can be very helpful because that's really bringing your awareness to this present moment, this moment you're experiencing right now and um, can help you get out of your head a little bit. So these again, these are like some things you can add to your toolkit. This is not a replacement for like any other therapies or mental health things you are currently doing um, just to sort of like beef out your um, beef up. I don't know to add to your current toolbox. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Um, I was going to say for like, Oh goodness. Sorry. I'm, missing the tie-in but um <laughs> for uh rest and digest i remember something i read years ago was um talking about sitting on the floor or sitting on the ground um typically you can't like a rest position like that um will so <laughs> like we'll, we'll tell your body that you that you're safe and we'll help you move into the is it I always get them mixed up. Is it parasympathetic? Mm -hmm. Parasympathetic yeah. is like rest and digest. Yeah. So you want to move from your sympathetic to your parasympathetic. And ideally you want to stay kind of more in a parasympathetic state. Um, but I mean, if you live with anxiety or anything else that kind of pushes you to the fight or flight um, side of things, that will be obviously like a, a lifelong work. And like the I think you touched on this. I'm so sorry. The reason why you don't want to stay in that is that the sympathetic nervous system is supposed to be accessed like for like quick little bouts, right? Like where mm -hmm. it's short, 
uh, fast, like, get the fuck out of here, like danger, great move, like get out of yeah. this place and then go somewhere safe. Like that's what our instincts are telling us to do. So yeah, yeah. we're not supposed to like very loose terms here, live in that place permanently. Um, yeah. It can be really damaging on, again, you didn't want to get into a lot of the sciencey stuff, but like we're no, not supposed okay. to be tapping into adrenaline like constantly. Adrenaline yeah. is very useful. It's fantastic, but it's supposed to be used in, again, supposed to like, I just, just take all these words very useful, mm-hmm. loosely. It's supposed to be used for short bursts of time. Um, yeah. Not something I- you're supposed to tap into kind of like constantly day in day out so anything that's like setting off this like stress side which would be your sympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. um it taps into your like using adrenaline mm-hmm. um and all the stress hormones really really useful at getting you out of dangerous situations not a state you're supposed to live into for very long periods of time so yeah, ideally yeah. you're moving towards a state of like parasympathetic nervous system for longer periods of time and the reason it's called rest and digest, um, and you might feel this in your body too when you're going through moments of anxiety, is that like, like that we get the rest part, like oh that seems to be opposite of fight or flight, but digest is like actually moving food through your body and then being mm-hmm. able to use the food that you've just consumed. Yeah. Um, so like I you forgot can see- to no no it's fine <laughs> that's why that's why there's two of us. You can see why that's important in mm-hmm. terms of your overall health and well being. Um, obviously mental health to be more well rested so you can use like you know you know how you feel when you get a full night's sleep versus when you've only slept for an hour like you know the Mm -hmm. difference and so if you get more rest or you're in a state where you can get more rest because you you get some nice solid happy movement throughout the day you're eating enough food your environment is pleasant um it doesn't mean happy i just mean like you know it's a a good place to live in you have mm-hmm. people you can have solid conversations with um all that kind of stuff like all, like you can see why these things would be better like you could actually your body can use the nutrients that you're putting into your body like those yeah. carbohydrates get put in the right spot the protein gets put in the right spot it's not just like kind of flushing through you or staying stuck in your stomach and it yeah you know if you like walk around saying like oh well i have to eat a certain way because if not i get bloated all the time well, you actually shouldn't be feeling bloated all the time or after every single meal or whatever it is. You know what I mean? You're not in a place where you can digest food. So it's like, you can't go for a run and eat at the same time. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. down. <laughs> or if you have trouble, sit on the floor because usually the floor is, you, you wouldn't be sitting on the floor if you need to run for your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did forget to bring that up, like to talk oh, about that. Right. When, the way I usually talk, explain it, I mean in my, in the course is, um, or the, whatever I call it, um, <laughs> is imagine you like you found a lion found you just pretending that the lion is going to attack you. I don't know biology. I don't know if that would happen, but your body will go into sympathetic nervous system. We went, Oh shit. Gotta run. Yeah. This gotta get the fuck out of here. Eat me. Mm-hmm. And your body that will shut down the systems that it doesn't need this current moment. So like digestion sometimes important needing, right like, now. Like, yeah, there's like lots of things that happen. Not important right now. Like exactly. right now, we need to run. We need yeah. to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, then you run to safety and your body eventually will switch then to your parasympathetic. So it's like, okay, now I can like take a breath. My like nervous system will start to function differently. My breathing will be different. My digestion will be different. My, like everything in your body changes 
um, how it's responding. I feel like like knowing these things too, uh, and I can't speak specifically to like coming from trauma, but maybe you can a little bit. Um, It it allows me to appreciate a lot more things that my body's doing. Like your body's not out to get you, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not putting you in the state because it wants the worst for you. It's doing this as a protective mechanism. Um, It sees a threat and is trying to keep you alive. So right now, what's important is to get you to safety. What's not important is to digest food properly. What's not Mm -hmm. important is to get rest because right now I need to make sure that you are safe, that you Mm -hmm. will make the out of this alive, right? That's the goal. That's the only goal right now for you. Um, and then the idea is that eventually we, we will be safe mm-hmm. and then we can focus on all the other stuff because hopefully this is only a short thing. It's only, you know, a couple hours, it's maybe a day, you know, it's not supposed to be a lifelong thing. It's not supposed to be chronic, um, which is, you know, anyways, whatever where you get terms like the chronic fatigue or chronic stress and always like you're you start to feel burnt out and you start to shut down and have a lot of like depression and mental health issues because the, like the body's not made to stay in that state for forever. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It's more just bringing awareness to, I don't know, I guess the really fascinating little bits of the body and maybe hopefully some tools to, to yeah. move from one side to the other when it is safe to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you are really struggling, there is a um, helpline on my website on the resources page. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is more specific to Canada, but there, I think there might be links for other places as well, but please reach out to your local helpline if, it's, if that one's not applicable um, mm-hmm. and ask for help if you need it. Hopefully these were helpful for you. Again, if you have a hard time listening, like hearing it, and you would like a hard copy of some of the tools, just send me an email and I, maybe I'll make a link or something at some point, but then you can have a whole list of all the tools and um, have a little reminder. You can put it on your fridge with your other toolbox stuff. Um, you can also email info at movability.com for that. Any questions, any tidbits. If you are a psychologist and I said things wrong, please tell me. <laughs> we will, you know, have a like corrections thing um, on my website. I have an on-demand platform on there and there is meditations on there. There's a mindful body scan. Um, I can't remember what the other ones are called, but there's like four or five currently at this moment, four or five meditations or so um, up that you can practice and different movement practices. There's also a tiered system for payment. So there's a financial assistance option if that's helpful for you because everyone should have access to the things that might help them feel better if they are needing it the most. So there you go. (laughs) Thanks for listening. you can follow me at Move with Billy on all the places except Twitter, I think. <laughs> Instagram is mainly where I hang out. And then www.movewithbilly.com. And you can follow and reach Jordan at, at Jordan.etl on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>